This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Shouldn't you be at work? When the seagull follows the trawler, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. I'll have a low-fat pizza or something like that, or a few biscuits and some milk on a Sunday. And you can pair up if you like, and you can fucking pick someone else to help you, and you can bring your fucking dinner. Oh, a magnificent goal from Darren Huckabee! Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh he No! Hello and welcome back to Quickly Kevin Will He Score? I am Chris Gold. Joining me, Josh Widdicombe. Hello. And some say he only leaves jobs on a Bosman ruling. Michael Marden is here. Hello. These Good are to have s- them back, isn't it? Those nineties uh, yeah. references. Yeah, it does work. It does work. It does provide. Sets out our stall from the off. Any fans coming along to our pre-season games going, oh, they totally changed things, did not it? <laughs> We obviously experiment in this season. Um, yes, these are a series of pre-season specials where we're looking at things we can't believe we haven't talked about so far. Today, we're dealing with TV shows, Josh. Yes, today we are all going to pitch our favourite football-based TV show of the 90s for you to choose. But before that, a bit of correspondence. You've got mail. This is from... Adam Titchener. Right. It was the tail end of the 90s and Milan, France, and now Chelsea legend Marcel Desailly had not only cemented himself as a defensive powerhouse and partner to Leboeuf, but also firmly cemented himself in the hearts of the Chelsea's loyal fans. My dad, my brother, and my friend Will and myself were enjoying a bit of food for a home game at the side of the Fulham Road when we noticed a rather flash soft-top murk pull up at the lights opposite us with the roof and all the windows down. Seeing as we were rather early for the game that day, we figured it must be a player and our hunch was confirmed. We're set in the driver's seat, looking cool as anything, was of course Marcel Desailly. Being excited all early teens, our aforementioned friend Will crossed the road, ran around to the driver's side door and shouted excitedly, Marcel, Marcel. At this point, without hesitation, without taking his eyes off the road for a second, Desailly simply put up his driver's side window <laughs> right in front of Will's face, all the while keeping the roof and all the rest of the car's windows down. <laughs> <laughs> the image of that the roof not there all the other windows clear but just a piece of glass coming up do you think Desai was aware that the rest of the car was down at this point he, the lights changed our hero drove off around the corner of the Fulham Road isn't that astonishing I mean one of the best things Marcel Desai has ever done do you think he was aware of it he could have been he could have been so focused on the road ahead that he wasn't he'd forgotten he put the roof down all the other windows he thought I'll do something a bit clever here and actually yes yes you are right do we want one more 
I've got actually a bit of correspondence that came in. It's based on something we did previously. Like listeners will remember, and if you follow us on Instagram, that we only follow one person, mm. and that one person is John Walk. But it's not the real John Walk. Chris accidentally followed someone he thought was John Walk, and it wasn't. It was just a normal guy. He's an actor, lovely chap. He's been really sporting about us mentioning him on the show. But we got a, a message on Facebook a couple of weeks ago from someone. I can't remember your name. Apologies. And he sent us a, a screen grab. Basically, he had been. Uh, he had been Googling the film Escape to Victory. It comes up as pictures and a list of the cast on yeah, Google. Yeah. So like Sylvester Stallone. There's a photo of Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Pele, photo of Pele. For John Walk. That's not. It is now a photo of our John Walk. Oh, wow. Instead of That's the footballer so John Walk. It's we, true. We, it's true. It's like Back to the Future 2. We've gone back in time and we've changed... <laughs> History. That's amazing. I can't looking at that. I can't remember what the other John Walk looks like. <laughs> so, do you think that is someone's done that, or do you think that's? Well, like I don't know if there's some kind of algorithm. I don't imagine footballing John Walk's IMDb is kicking off. <laughs> I mean, it's one sheet of A4 tops. <laughs> um, that is amazing. That is amazing. Do you think someone's got a, a VHS of Escape to Victory at home, and then on the cover you can just see it gently changing from old John Walk to new John Walk? <laughs> Now the space time continuing has been messed up. <laughs> if you have any correspondence, this is how to get in touch. Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. Now, it's day two of our new game. Do I like that? Do I like that? Yesterday, we uh, Chris went one nil up by uh, answering better than Michael on what Lee Sharp would order in a Nando's. Or Halloumi Gate, as I'm calling it. Halloumi Gate. <laughs> so, I am giving you each a 90s football personality, a situation, and I want you to ask me what they would choose. Chris, you can go first this time. I've got six listed, numbers one to six. What would you like? Five. Five. Janinia just runs down to spa 10 to 10 just before they close because he really fancies a chocolate bar Wow! late night chocolate bar on his own watching they think it's all over what chocolate bar does Janinio buy that's a great question now when you think of Janinio you think of excitement think that, that taste in your mouth sort of electricity and what bar, what chocolate bar can provide that kind of electricity? There's only one answer. Boost. There's a boost. There's a boost. He's oh, a that frenetic. Time of evening, He's that a much frenetic. Lava. <laughs> well, Brazilians stay up late, don't they? Sambering, whatever they is they do. What night was they think it's all over on? It's Thursday night. So, okay, he's got training. It's not a match day. There's no way he's eating a boost late at night. Mate, what is it? It's a boost like it's full of caffeine or something, isn't it? He's gonna be want to be he's gonna wanna be amped up. Yeah? If it, I mean he doesn't want to fall asleep, I will remember no, he I feel as a sportsman. <laughs> You've gone with a boost. A boost. Which is not a popular chocolate bar, so yeah. you're already cutting down your chances, I suppose, in many ways. Michael. Well, I think Janino, he's a small guy. He's diminutive. I don't think he's overloading on a big chocolate bar. I think he's buying... He just wants a taste. He, he just wants, wants a, a little, taste. Just a sample. Mm. Yeah. I think... I think he's picking up a chomp. A Ooh. chomp! 10p back in those days, he's like, yeah. yeah, that's the perfect size for me. Not too much chocolate, not too much sugar before bed. Mm. One mouthful, done. Chomp. 
Do you know, I think you were really close to stumbling. I realise now you were close to stumbling on the real answer, which was, of course, a Freddo. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think the likelihood. I'm going to have to give this to Michael because yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone buy a boost. <laughs> I can't believe. I'll take it. It'll take it. It's one all. There we go. <laughs> if you've ever seen Janino buy a chocolate bar, you know the address. If you've got any questions for us for do I like that, you know the address. Okay, that brings us to uh, the meat of the episode, our favourite 90s TV shows. Michael, would you like to start? Sure. So I am going to go for the jewel in the crown of uh, British football broadcasting. You can't do a show about 90s football shows and not mention this, and that is the old lady herself, Match of the Day. It's a safe choice. Some might say it's a boring choice. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to say... I'm gonna play you the theme tune here and you will really ring a bell. It'll be like, who remembers Match of the Day? <laughs> Desmond Lynham presents Match of the Day. it's back to the future tonight match of the day returning on a regular basis after a gap of four seasons and 28 years after the very first program match of the day has been such a fixture in our lives and will be for the rest of our lives that we can't we can't not talk about it there were other shows you know saint and greavesy all that nonsense saint and greavesy why didn't i pick saint and greavesy but match of the day it's des in the driving seat all day long they used to have desks in those days i was just thinking about that like a continuous desk from one end to the other like they're just like it was a panel show. Yeah. Um, so you're going with Match of the Day. I'm going with Match of the Day. Who would be your day. dream pundits for a 90s Match of the Day? Oh, 90s Match of the Day. Loro, classic Loro. With the Tash. With Tash. Okay. I would go Jimmy Hill. Jimmy Hill. Because um, I think he's very underrated as a broadcaster yeah. and a pundit. Also underrated as a playground cuss. <laughs> Jimmy Hill chin. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, that is a, I mean, it's a safe choice. You've made me realise that we've missed some absolute core because it's astonishing that we're doing this and we're not doing Saint and Greavesy and we're not doing Gazetta Football Italia. Oh my God. That blows my mind that we've made such but, an error and we're but, not doing fantasy football because we thought it would just be us saying how good fantasy football was. But it's the equivalent of starting a game of Championship Manager and being Man United. To yeah. Pick that. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's how I started. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I can't believe I didn't pick... Well, do you want to just change it to Gazette of Football Italia? Yeah, I'm not going to justify it. I'm changing it to Gazette of Football Italia. <laughs> the end. I mean, the fact we're doing none of those and I've chosen standing room only is absolutely mad. Oh, the hipster's choice. Are you aware of standing room only? I didn't... I, it like, was like a football no, fan team on TV. It. Presented by Simon O'Brien from Brookside and occasionally Shelley Webb, uh, who was Neil Webb's wife, as well as being a... Uh, excellent TV presenter whose career actually went better than Neil Webb's football career in many ways. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
the voice judge. Oh, I say. They're going to milk this moment, and rightly so. It was like a kind of funny, yeah, it had sketches from Newman and Baddiel yeah. before fantasy football, but then it would have like a feature on racism on the terraces and stuff. So it was like funny and worthy at the same time. It had a feature where um, supporters were interviewed on a portaloo called yeah. the Supporterloo. <laughs> and according to the Wikipedia, once Bobby Mims was interviewed, the Blackburn Reserve goalie, and he talked about how he wished he was in the team. <laughs> <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> it was part of the kind of youth, a thing called Def 2, which was the BBC's like youth strand, BBC 2. But the main reason I've chosen it is because I wanted to play a clip for Skull. Because I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but it's um, if you put Standing Room Only into YouTube, the first thing that comes up is, Chris, one of your favourite people in the world on Standing Room Only. A feature on Wayne Lineker. No. Way. Wow. A feature from 1992 on Wayne Lineker and his Lineker's bars living in Spain. The king of Ibiza and Porta Banus. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the kind of feature they were turning out. The punters here were probably watching the telly when Gary Lineker took those penalty kicks against Cameroon in the World Cup. But Mr Lineker admits himself that his mind was on a very different bar when he took those penalty kicks. Now the bloke who runs that bar actually looks a bit like Mr. Lineker. And that's because it's his brother. I mean, as you walk in the bar, it's quite striking, really. I mean, you're just surrounded by hundreds of photographs. I've got signed football shirts of the England players. We've got a, a really massive, great big football, which is like, signed by all the Italian squad in 1990. I used to work on the markets in Leicester and I was working 14 hours a day, six days a week with my dad on the fruit and veg store. I thought, I've got to get out of here, you know. I was toying with the idea of moving abroad. Eventually I came up with this idea about Gary. I mean, the more famous Gary got, the more I thought, you know, it might be a good idea to use his name. I had a word with Gary, he said it was fine. I sold my house, my car, I sold my business, everything, and packed my bags and went. Wow. That's amazing. So, Chris, tell us why seeing that video means so much to you. I mean, he's the best Lineker. Um, <laughs> like, the seed of my obsession is, like, going to Port Banus, like, being, like, 20, first kind of lads holiday, and they had a Lineker's bar and a Samway's bar, Vinnie Samway's and Wayne Lineker, like, really close together, and in it was all the football memorabilia. And I'd never seen a pub, I'd never seen anything with that much football memorabilia. It's like being in a kind of nostalgic... Like house. Yeah. <laughs> Were they were they rival bars? Like what? I, they were on the they were about ten bars away from each other, and the, <laughs> the main drag in Port Banus. And and then ever since then, I've been obsessed with Gary Lineker's wayward brother Wayne. In many ways, the, he's like worth said, a follow better, on Instagram, isn't he? He's, he's, now, he's, he's fantastic. Kind of Ibiza legend, and his Instagram is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so standing room only was uh, it was basically a fanzine. It was the first kind of acknowledgement of fans rather than players talking about football. Okay, do you want to know what I've gone for? Yes. Okay, picture the scene. Saturday night in the 90s. You, you get your, your order for the Chinese in, get your full fat coke, get ready to get high as a kite on MSG and caffeine <laughs> yeah. and all that. And you sit down, you pop the telly on, you bet. Now, you bet I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you watching? <laughs> you bet 
One, like still one of my favourite shows like the branding looked amazing broke Davina McCall Matthew Kelly who can forget that broke the career of Darren Day as well and the, yeah. the, the idea of the show was that celebrities would guess whether members of the public could achieve like a mad bet so yeah. for example there was a real kind of football element to this yeah. I vividly remember one of the you bets one of the challenges was a guy knew every single FA Cup final that ever happened. He could tell you the referees, the players, the attendance, the oh, scores. Lovely. And so the you bet was, could you do 10? We're going to pick 10 FA Cup finals and ask you a specific thing about each of those FA Cup finals. And I'm sure he got 10 out of 10. I think I could do that if I was given the time. That's just a memory task. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, oh, that's quite I, There's another football one. Are you going to say any more? Because I've got Yeah, go on. Uh, I remember one where a guy took penalties with a digger. Yes, <laughs> yes. I there was a penalty shootout. I think between yeah. a footballer and a digger, and yeah. the digger. <laughs> and it wasn't wasn't it like someone like Hans Sagers or someone? There was it was a yes. famous goalkeeper that was a goal. Yeah, yes. yeah, and swinging so the arm, swing the arm of the digger to make contact with the ball. To, yeah, to score. And there'd be challenges like, can a guy do keepy uppies down like a like a long massive street around London yeah. or something like that? And the celebrities would have to guess. But the most exciting thing about it, I remember vividly. The strange combinations of footballers and celebrities you would get on the show as oh, guests right, to yeah, guess yeah. about the bets yeah. that were happening. And I remember watching Challenge recently and I saw a lineup and I was like, this is mad that these people will ever shared a dressing room. <laughs> Fortunately, given the magic of the internet, you can now go and find out who were the panelists for each yeah. episode of You Bet. And I've got a list of some of my favorite, oh, some of my favorite panels. Okay. So I just want you to imagine this, maybe close your eyes and just imagine these three people sat next to each other. You're the celebrity booker. Okay. 27th of February, 1988. Cheryl Baker. Yeah, good booking. Spike Milligan. Great booking. Wow. Kenny Sampson. <laughs> Great green room. 24th of February, 1990. Keith Chegwin, Annabelle Croft, Laurie Menemy. <laughs> Next to 18th of October 91 Bella Emberg she was the comic actor in Ross yeah. Abbott Leslie Joseph aka Doreen yeah. from Birds of Feather Dorian Dorian sorry Sir Trevor Brooking <laughs> next to Dorian <laughs> this is a great one 20, 17th of September 93 DJ Normski yeah married to Janet Street Porter Wendy Richard Pauline from EastEnders yeah Vinnie Jones oh, right wow. next to Pauline but my, I think my favourite 6th of July 1996 Carol Smiley Chris Akabusi yeah. Ian St John just to bring the, <laughs> just to bring the energy down a bit one of Ian St John's last TV gigs I imagine <laughs> 1996 <laughs> I thought You Bet wasn't a football show but you've proven it right yeah, yeah. so You Bet standing room only Gazetta Football Italia or you will suggest what you want it's going to be fantasy football we all know uh, suggest a way and then we'll put them all up for a vote on Twitter yes and so there only remains for one thing to do and that is Michael the quiz okay yes you know how it works end of each episode we do a 90s football based quiz the winner between Chris and Josh gets to pick which song plays out at the end of the show yesterday we did the old familiar favourite starting 11 with a match based on uh, Josh's birthday so today we're going to pick a match from Chris's birthday so this is going to be World Cup so I'm 18 for June which 18 is really for frustrating June. 1996 it's Euro 96 uh, England Holland England Holland was that oh, day birthday so you know this is a home game for Chris technically oh this will go on a while Chris you get to go first as the birthday boy who are you picking David Seaman in goal correct Tim Flowers no joking <laughs> um, uh, Shearer Alan correct 
Sheringham, Teddy. Correct. Gascoigne, Paul. Correct. Anderton, Darren. Correct. McManaman, Steve. Correct. Burkham, Dennis. <laughs> no. Correct. Oh. Ince, Paul. Correct. Cliver, Patrick. He came on as a sub, so you must pick again. Oh. Uh, have we had Adams Tony? I've been. No, we haven't. Adams Tony. Correct. Um, Blind Danny. Correct. <laughs> oh, that's it. Dehor. Oh, not um, no. Uh, Desar Van Edwin. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um. Clap, David. No. Incorrect. Oh! oh two skull. Chris wins. So, Chris, yet again, you get to pick out which song plays at the end of the show. Your choice, please. Can I have the theme tune to You Bet? Great choice. Okay, that's it for today. We'll see you again on Friday. With the thing I miss about the 90s. If you want to get in touch, you can do this on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just look up Quickly Kevin. And also contact us via email. Hello at quicklykevin.com. Just to clarify, it's a thing that we all miss. This isn't an episode just about what Skull misses <laughs> yeah. in the 90s. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.